Thank you very much. I thought I would put my Christmas jumper on and give it a little airing. I can see some of you have got your Christmas jumpers on as well. They're not as nice as mine. <laughs> um, I've not been very well this week, so if I sound a bit nasally, I do apologise. And if we have things coming out of areas of my face, I apologise as well. It could well happen. Um, but you'll forgive me, I'm sure. And as Paul said, we're trying to get in the Christmas spirit. My girls are sort of on overload of Advent this year. We had um, a very kind couple give us an Advent box, which is full of presents. It has a present for each and every day. The dog got a present the other day in it as well. She's nearly eaten half of it. I don't think it was meant for that, but that's what she's doing with it. And um, they've also got like a chocolate advent. And then we sort of thought, oh, let's be really kind. And we brought my Playmobil advent. And then I went to the shop the other day and I was like, oh, an advent candle. I was like, oh, I remember having those when I was a child. And you sort of watch it burn down. And it's like, do I blow yet? Do I blow yet? Do I blow yet? And so I brought the girls one of them. And the other day, the wax as it ran down the side, ran down all the numbers. So now we're playing Let's Guess. And... Um, Bless them, they're having lots of fun with it. And then I was sort of like, we've done a lot for Advent this year. What are we going to do Christmas Day? <laughs> we'll have a go. But you know, Christmas is a time everyone's like, oh, it's Christmas, let's be happy. There's, we're full of hope, we're full of excitement. There's lights everywhere, there's Christmas jumpers everywhere. And, and people are like, woohoo, it's Christmas. And yet, sometimes... Getting excited and getting all worked up for Christmas isn't always easy because sometimes there are things going on in your life. There are things that have gone on in your life in the past, maybe things that you associate with the Christmas period that aren't particularly happy things, maybe people where you remember people who are no longer with you, who you wish they were, and you find yourself in a place of darkness, a place maybe of despair, and, and it says in the scripture that I'm going to read in a minute, it doesn't just say darkness, it starts with darkness, then it goes on to despair, and you're thinking, I'm feeling really excited about this piece of the Bible I'm reading, and then it goes on to deep darkness. It's not just darkness, there's a deep darkness. Thank you very much, Wayne. And, you know, sometimes Christmas time can be like that. We think, oh, I should be really happy, and everything should be wonderful, and I should really make an effort, and when you have children and maybe grandchildren, you try and make an effort for them, but sometimes it's not always easy. Christmas isn't an easy period, but I believe that the Bible tells us about somebody who can help us in those times of despair, in those times of hopelessness, in those times of deep darkness, that there is one who can be there, who can counsel us, who can bring wonderful things in our lives despite the difficulties and help us to keep going and see the joy and see the hope and see the light that can be in our lives regardless of the difficulties. So let's read from Isaiah 9, 1 to 7, and I apologize, this is probably the third time you've heard it this morning. It says, nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Natalie will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. 
You will enlarge the nations of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. And you know, sometimes we can feel like that. We can feel like there's a heavy burden on our shoulders. We can feel enslaved to difficult things that go on in our lives. We can feel enslaved to our jobs. We can feel enslaved in relationships. We can feel enslaved through financial difficulties. We can feel enslaved because of mental health issues that we face. Or maybe those of people around us. But God says there will be a light. There is hope. And it will not last forever. And let's see why. It says, you will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us and a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, his government and his peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of the heaven's armies will make this happen. The passionate commitment. He is passionately committed to doing this. And this was Isaiah talking about Jesus coming. We live in a time, as Paul said, where Jesus has come, he was born in a stable, he lived a perfect life, he showed us how to live our lives, he died on a cross, he rose again, and now his passionate commitment that he displayed throughout his life here on earth continues today, that he is passionately committed to you in each and every circumstance that you face, in everything that you go through, as you live your life for him, he is passionately committed to you to see hope and joy come in and through your life, regardless of what comes at you, regardless of the valleys you walk through, regardless of the mountains you stand on, he is passionately committed that he is to you a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, and a prince of peace. And I just think that is absolutely amazing. And I think at Christmas time, especially when we remember Jesus coming, it is great to remember the promise of what Jesus brings. And there are so many promises that he brings. The promise of eternal life, the promise of healing, the promise of forgiveness of sins, the promise of of that resurrection power in your life on a daily basis. But we, at this Christmas time, are looking at these four promises that I believe Isaiah gave to us that Jesus fulfilled and is still fulfilling today. And so this morning, as Paul says, I'm going to look at wonderful counsellor. But over the next few weeks, including Christmas Day, we're going to look at these four different names of who Jesus is. And I hope and I believe that it will encourage you, that it will inspire you, and that it will help you in your day-to-day life, not only in working through what goes on for you, but also in being able to help and encourage other people around you and being a light in that deep darkness, being a hope in those times of despair, not only of your own, but also for other people as well. And I just, I really have a sense that I just want to get to know Jesus anew and afresh this Christmas time. 
And I hope that this series that we're putting on at church will help you to do that, will help you to refresh just who he is for you, that he is this morning your wonderful counsellor. And when you look at the root meaning of counsellor in this particular scripture, it denotes one of honourable rank who is suited to stand near princes and kings as their advisor. So it's somebody who is able to give some serious good counsel to those in high positions of authority. And sometimes when you look through um, the different Bible commentators, they, they have a discussion about, well, are they supposed to be two separate words? Is there a comma in there? Well, no one knows because they didn't really throw commas about like we do today when they wrote it originally. And it could be wonderful, comma, counsellor, comma. But for the sake of argument, if he is wonderful, then he is a wonderful counsellor. So who cares? So we're going to talk about him being a wonderful counsellor this morning because whether he is wonderful, comma, counsellor or wonderful counsellor, it makes no odds because if he is wonderful, then he counsels us in a wonderful way, doesn't he? So I just think it's important that if he is this counsellor who can counsel leaders, counsel kings and counsel princes in the direction they should take their kingdoms, then surely he can counsel you and I in the little way that we outlive our lives, that to us seems so huge and so important, yet as one who should be able to counsel princes, he can counsel and help you and I in our daily lives, in our daily circumstances, in our daily joys, in our daily difficulties. So I believe Jesus has got something to say to us this morning, no matter where we find ourselves. And in Romans 11, and it's not on the screen because it's from a different version, it's from the English Standard Version. Romans 11, 33 to 36 says this, Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how unscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counsellor? Who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. It says how rich. How rich is his wisdom? If his wisdom is so rich, so massive, then he surely got a penny or two to send our way to give us a little bit of wisdom with whatever we go through, with whatever we face, with whatever we do in our workplace, with whatever we do in our relationships. God has got some wisdom to share out with us because it says his riches, the depths of his riches. And he is a generous God. So I know that if we ask, then he would gladly share those pearls of wisdom with us to help us in our daily lives, to live them out in a way that we help bring glory to his name and bring his kingdom here on earth. And you know, I think there's, there's a real sense of safety in a name, isn't there? And I think that's really important that we understand that this morning. You know, when you hear that somebody is perhaps... Um, when you get on an aeroplane and they say, good morning, this is your captain speaking, and you think, oh, <laughs> you'd be really concerned if somebody said, good morning, this is the air traffic controller speaking, I'm going to be flying your plane this morning. You're thinking, no, you're at the wrong place. You should be in the tower. Get out of the plane. It's not going to be good. 
There is a real sense of, of trust and reliance and safety in the name of what somebody does. When you think about a doctor, you want to go and see the doctor, don't you? I've been to the doctors this week with, with all this infection in my head. And, and if I'd have turned up and the secretary was sitting there, as nice as the secretaries are at our doctors, which is quite odd, I feel quite suspicious of them because they are really nice and kind. If, she, if I walked in and the secretary was there and said, oh, how can I help you? I'd be thinking, not at all, I want the doctor. There's a real sense of safety with who people are. And there's a real sense of authority with it as well. You talk about a judge or the police. There's a real authority with those people. And if we can grasp hold of that, that Jesus is this name above all names, and that one of his names is Wonderful Counselor, then there's a real sense of safety in knowing that he is our Wonderful Counselor, and that he is with us and for us, and that he never leaves or forsakes us. And there's a real authority then for us in our lives, that he is that wonderful counselor who can guide us, who can help us, who can encourage us, who can suggest the right path for us. There is authority in knowing that he is this wonderful counselor. And I think that's really important that we grasp hold of that. But it's not just a grasping hold of it, it's actually a tapping into it. It's said in Romans that there was a great depth of riches. Let's tap into those riches of that wisdom. And I want to encourage you this week, say to God, God, give me your wisdom in this area. Give me your wisdom in my job. Give me your wisdom with my finances. Give me your wisdom with my relationships. And you know what? It will come. And as it comes, it will completely change that area of your life, I believe. So I've got three things I just want to um, share with you this morning about Jesus being that wonderful counsel. And the first one is this. And I've just called it wonderful things. And I think if we can grasp hold of the importance of the wonderful side of it, that God is full of wonder. If we can grasp hold of that wonder in that awe of who he is, so often we're just like, oh yeah, it's just, it's God. And we become familiar with him. We become familiar with the Christmas story. We become familiar with saying the Lord's Prayer and, and reading our Bible and coming to church. And it just becomes a familiarity of part of what we do as our lives. But this morning, I want to encourage you. Remind yourself again. Be in awe of him again. Is the God who created the heavens and the earth. The God who breathed life into you. The God who formed you in your mother's womb and knows the number of hairs on your head the God who sent his son to die on a cross because he loved you if we can grasp the awe and wonder of who he is then I believe it draws us closer into his presence and something happens in his presence whenever we get in there that we are blessed that we are encouraged and that we are changed beyond recognition of what we were before and you know, it talks about, there's a guy in the Bible called Job. And if you've never read the book of Job, it probably won't encourage you very much in the first about 30 odd chapters. Because he doesn't have a very nice time. He gets boils, he gets sick, his family dies, his house burns down, and lots of different things. He's not really very nice. And then he has three friends who come to encourage him. In the way that people come to encourage you when they say, I'm coming to speak to you in love. And you think, uh-oh. <laughs> 
there's love in there somewhere, I'm sure, but what you're saying is not very nice. And these friends come and they come, they, they mean well, but actually they're not encouraging him to him. They put him down, they put him aside, and it doesn't help him. But then Job continues to say, yes, but I've done nothing wrong. And I, I just, he can't quite grasp it until God speaks to him. Now, you know when God speaks to you that, oh my goodness, you need to listen. And in Job 38, and I'm not going to read it all, but God says to him, where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Tell me if you understand. And God goes on like this. God asks him, who shot up the sea behind the doors when it burst forth from the womb? God asks him, have you ever given orders to the morning or shown the dawn its place? And I'm sure Job sort of sat there and went, um, and no. And it's one of those moments where you just think, okay, I, th I thought I knew it all. I thought I had it all together. I thought I was doing all the right things with this. I thought I was working everything right. I thought I had all the answers. And then suddenly I realized, no, I didn't. No, I didn't actually fully understand. And no, I wasn't right in that relationship. And no, I wasn't helpful when I did this in my family. And no, I'm not right when I do this at work. And suddenly you realize there's something so much bigger than what you sometimes see. And I believe that God can do that. He can come and he can open up our minds so that we see wonderful things beyond our own comprehension, beyond our own understanding and what we think. God can open up our mind and show us the bigger picture, just like God did with Job. So all of a sudden, those little things that really frustrate us, those little things that don't help us, those little things that drive us to distraction sometimes, suddenly become nothing because of who and what God is. In Proverbs 1, verse 5, it says this. It says, A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. If you are a person of understanding, then you will attain wise counsel. You will seek it out. You will seek it out from those around you. You will seek it out maybe in books and things that you listen to. But can I encourage you? Seek it out from God. God is the wisest of counselors. Seek out that counsel from his, him. Because when we have understanding that we actually, I don't know it all. I, I don't know it all. And sometimes that's really hard, especially when you're like me and you think you know best all the time. I have a real issue with this. And, and I really like it when I get it right. And I've said something and someone's like, oh, no, 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 no. And then something happens and they're like, oh, you were right. And I'm like, I know, I'm always right. And I, re I really like that. But then I know there's a side to me where I've got to allow that wise counsel in. I've got to allow people to speak in my life. And my husband really likes it when he gets to do that. And I really don't like it at all. But it does me good because it humbles me. And it keeps me in a place where I can receive and receive from God as well. So can I encourage you, as much as you may know about certain things in certain areas and maybe in your job and maybe about your kids, can I encourage you? There is always more to learn. There is always new ideas. There is always something different that you can bring into those situations and into your life. James 1 verse 5 says this. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. 
How amazing is that? That God doesn't find fault with us when we get it wrong or when we don't know or when we think, I can't even cope with my life at the minute. I don't know what to do in this circumstance. I don't know what to do in this situation. I don't know what, how to bring change to my life. God doesn't look at us and say, oh, well, aren't you just rubbish? But God just, God generously then gives to us. He doesn't find the fault in us in why we went wrong or why we find ourselves in the place we do. But he generously gives his wisdom to us to help us move from the place that we are to the place that he's calling us to be. What a wonderful thing that is. And it's almost when you allow that into your life, it's like you have one of those moments and it was like, who knew? Do you ever have those moments? It's like, who knew? It's like going from a value meal to a Marks and Spencer's finest in a revelation, isn't it? It's like, whoa, I had one of these and some of you won't appreciate it. Some of you men might if you have hair. If you don't, I apologize. Men do strange things with their hair now that they never used to when I was younger. But I think it was Mandy or was it, was it I can't remember who it was. Somebody introduced me to dry shampoo. Who knew? I cannot wash my hair for a week. It's a wonder. And then you have dry shampoo that is colored. No more gray roots. Not going to the hairdressers till Thursday? You wouldn't tell, would you? Who knew? Dry shampoo, ladies, and some of you men, if you so like those sort of things. Dry shampoo. Don't wash your hair for a week. It is a wonder. And it styles better as well. And you know, we have these moments, don't we? We have these who knew moments. And I don't know about you, but I've been and done a lot of Christmas shopping this week. It was like, right, the Christmas shopping is being done this week through hell or high water. Christmas shopping, you're happening. But also the food shopping needs to happen. So come on, let's go for it. And you sort of turn up and we have these issues with bags that we leave in cars and we forget them. And then we think, okay, well, I'm not paying 5p for bags. I'm going to just leave the whole lot in the trolley. Take your bags. But you get there and the trolleys have these things now, don't they? And you have to put a pound coin in. Whoever has a pound coin in the purse to put into that thing so you can just like give me the trolley. <laughs> Coming to spend money in your shop. They have to use your trolley. You have to put a pound in. So I'd never got a pound when I needed one. So I got one of these, you know, you can get like a little token and put it on your key ring, can't you? And I brought Paul one as well in case he was with me and I'd forgotten mine. So then he had one too. And I think they're a wonderful thing, unless you don't have your keys with you, and then you're back to square one. But can I tell you, if you have this issue that I have, and it doesn't sound like many of you do, but if you have this issue with trolleys, let me show you this. Come on, Baz, put this photo up. Who knew? Can you see what's in it? It's a key. If you have a round key, oh, who knew? Top tip, if you take nothing away with you this morning, take away that top tip. It is a wonderful tip and let it just link you very slightly to the fact that Jesus is your wonderful counsellor and take him with you as you shop with your key. Who knew? I love those moments of who knew and I believe that if you invite God into your circumstances and situations, then every moment can be a who knew situation because 
He will widen your thinking. He will expand your mind. He will give you fresh revelation and new ideas and perspectives and how you can help and change what is going on around you. I just think that's amazing. Jesus brings wonderful things into our lives. And so does Google when you search as well. So the next thing I wanted to talk to you about was doubts and difficulties. And, you know, we're not human unless we admit that we have our doubts and we have our difficulties. We have our doubts about how we feel about things. We have our doubts about, should I be doing this job? We have our doubts about, why do I even come to church? We have our doubts about so many things. We have our doubts, does God really love me? Is the Bible really true in what it's saying? We have so many doubts. And then to top those all off, the difficulties come our way. So difficulties come and land in your lap throughout your year, throughout your life. And it can make it so difficult. And we can have our doubts and difficulties in church and with people, with many things that go on. But in Romans 8, 28, in a version of the Bible that's called The Voice, it says this. It says, we are confident that God is able to orchestrate everything to work towards something good and beautiful when we love him and accept him and we, sorry when we love him and accept his invitation to live according to his plan so in your doubts and difficulties if you accept his invitation to live according to his plan then he can work everything that's going on around you for good he can encourage you in every situation he can orchestrate it all around so it fits and works together for good for you and for those around you even though you have your doubts and even though it's difficult my girls um at times can be especially Olivia are quite perfectionists can't quite imagine where they get that from I'm sure it's not Paul and um <laughs> Apart from if he's putting a shelf or a picture up and then oh my, I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. He's like, no, it's not straight. And I just don't have an eye for these things. So everything looks straight to me. So I'm really not helpful in these circumstances. But the girls like to get things just right with certain things. And sometimes when things go wrong and when you're doing craft activities or, you know, people buy them things for the birthdays, like sew, sew a house, it's still being sewed. Thank you to that person. I'm really enjoying it. And um, thanks for all you people who buy my children craft things. It's a joy. But they really like it. But sometimes it goes wrong and then they really don't like it. And they're like, ah, it's broken. It's all, I've lost it. And I'll go, don't panic. Mummy has got a plan. I'm just trying to work it out in my head. But I have a plan. It generally involves super glue. Superglue is my best friend. The other day we went for it and Paul actually identified that it is not superglue. It is just a Bostick glue and it doesn't work as well as superglue. So we know it will not fix the Playmobil. So now we need to go out and buy some proper superglue that sticks immediately. But that glue scares me because so do my fingers. I've had them stuck for quite some time in the past together until they have come apart. So please use it with a health warning, I would say. But I always say to my kids, don't panic, because there is always a way to change what is going on. It may not look like it was meant to look on the instructions. It may not taste like what Mary Berry wanted it to taste like, 
But actually, you can work it round and it will work out okay. And I believe that that's what God's saying to us in that scripture. That sometimes you have a plan and you think it's going to go a certain way and then it just goes wrong. And we have a doubts and a difficulties in and through that. But actually, once it's gone wrong, we can actually, with a bit of wisdom and with a bit of patience, bring change into circumstances and situations. And can I encourage you, if you are finding yourself sitting in difficulties and doubts, God is there with his master superglue. And he can bring change to your circumstances. He can encourage you. He can change the direction that it was going into a new direction that was actually even better than in the first place. And there's so many times when I'll say to the girls, I think that looks a bit better than it was supposed to anyway, don't you? And they'll just be like, and I'm thinking, no, it doesn't, but never mind, that's good. See with the eyes of a child. But so often, we just get so caught up in how we want it to be. But actually, God has a plan and purpose that can bring something wonderful out of it anyway. And actually, so many times, you can find yourself in your life saying, you know, actually, even though that was tough, it's done me good and I've come out the other side and I've learned so much from it and I feel so much more of a bigger person. Would I have missed it? Yes, I think so. But actually what I learned in it was better than missing it. So it's sometimes worth going through and allowing God to help you and heal you through the process. So the last thing I want to say to you this morning is just one word and that's future. Jeremiah 29, 11, again from the English Standard Version, says this. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And Proverbs 19, 21 says, Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. God has got good plans for each and every one of us. God loves you with such a passion that he sent his one and only son. And no matter where you find yourself, what you think should happen in relation to what actually happens, it doesn't matter. Because there's one who walks with us, who is a wonderful counsellor, who can advise and counsel you as you walk forward, who can advise and counsel you into your future when you feel like, actually, the future I'd planned... It doesn't exist anymore. So where do I go? But there is one who will counsel you in the right direction to take you forward with a hope and a future, even though you feel like your future may have crashed and burned. Because he is a God who loves you. And he is a God who knows the plans that he has for you. He can counsel you into a wonderful future into a wonderful space. When you feel like everything's closing in around you, God has a wonderful space that he can move you into. Allow him to input into you now. Allow him to direct you tomorrow. Because if you do, then the way that you go will take you to wonderful things. I believe what Jeremiah 29 says when God says, for I know the plans that I have for you. I believe he has good plans for each and every one of you. Whether your plans have fallen apart or not, God has wonderful plans for your future. And if you will allow him to guide you into that future, 
then it could be wonderful. And your life could be changed and transformed. Because I believe there are many people sitting here this morning thinking, I had wonderful plans for what it was going to be. And it just doesn't look like that. I had wonderful ideas for how it was going to look. And it just doesn't look like that. I was determined that I was going to follow this path. But the path just doesn't exist to me anymore. But I believe that there is one who says, there is a hope though. There is a hope still. And it may not be along the path you thought. It may not be to the future that you had planned. But it says many, many of the thoughts in a man's mind of what it should be. But if we allow him to counsel us in his wonderful way, then his purpose will stand for us. And his purpose for us is that he has a hope and a future for us. So if we allow him to guide us, if we allow him to teach us, if we allow him to speak to us, then no matter where you find yourself, whether now or in the future, whether you found yourself somewhere in the past that you just think, this wasn't what I'd planned. This wasn't what I believed. This wasn't what I'd hoped for. I can stand here with faith and tell you this morning, there is a wonderful counsellor who can now be your guide to lead you to a great future, who can be your guide to lead you in new places that you've never been, to new relationships that you've never had, into new career paths that you never dreamed of, into financial stability that you thought was impossible, into a place where you're actually mentally stable, where so many things come and play with your mind is where you stand. But there is one who says there is hope for you this morning. And you know, you may feel like you face an uncertain future. But I believe that there is hope. As many of you know, my mum's been quite unwell. She's been in intensive care. And we didn't really know what future she had a couple of weeks ago. As it stands, she's doing very well. And the doctors are very pleased with her. And she's improving. But she faced an uncertain future. And in her facing that, we all did as a family. Myself, my sister, my dad, our grand, the grandchildren, we all faced an uncertain future of Whoa, what's going to happen? What, what's going to happen at Christmas? What, what's what's, what's going to come for us? We didn't know. But the only thing that I knew and still know in this difficult time is that Jesus is there and he is our hope. He is our strong tower and he never leaves or forsakes us. And no matter what goes on, my mum has a secure eternity. No matter what goes on, if you choose to place your life in the hands of a God who is a wonderful counsellor, then your security is set for your future. Your eternity is set because he promises it. So can I encourage you, no matter how uncertain Whatever area of your future may seem, hold on to a God who offers us hope, who offers us security, who offers us love and comfort in difficult times. I believe if we trust him, if we turn to him, and if we walk in him through it all, then there is no saying how wonderful the future can be because he is the one who counsels us into wonderful things and wonderful places and into a wonderful future.
let me remind you again, trust him, turn to him and walk with him this Christmas time. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on a cross. And Lord, I thank you that you are that wonderful counsellor, that you counsel us into wonderful things, that you bring us a hope and a future, that through doubts and difficulties, you will sustain us and you will work with us. So Lord, we give our lives to you afresh this Christmas time. And we ask that you would speak to us, that you would guide us and that you would help us as we learn to trust and lean on you. Amen.